Hi, I'm Eliane Fenton, cinematographer. Hi, this is Tom Parrish, and you're with us today on Color Talk. And I have the opportunity to have Eliane Fenton, cinematographer, L.A.-based, now sometimes in Texas, Austin in particular, with me because she's here on a shoot for a short film. And we happen to be on a conversation about a topic that was or is very important to me right now with regards to where I want to take Color Talk. And that has to do with creating and spreading greater awareness about the collaboration process of color from the beginning of a story through production and through post-production, which, as we all keep coming to in these conversations, gee, isn't that the way it all used to be with film? And um, there's a lot of relevance to that. So anyway, let's get going here. Ellie, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. And uh, just curiosity, I think we were, what brought you here in particular with this short was to do some testing um, with regards to 4K, whether you frame it, you frame shots uh, wide and then crop them in when you're editing or, or frame it the way you want to in 4K. Isn't that part of why you were here? That is, that is. I mean, we, we sort of got the opportunity to shoot the movie on a really nice camera. We'll be shooting it on the F55, and that, that sort of was a pleasant surprise. Um, and so that immediately, to me, meant I needed to start talking to you and and to everyone else to sort of for everyone to understand how that was going to change the process of the filmmaking. Yeah, well, it was very refreshing because you know how else are you really going to know how to dial in that exposure for what you were going for? And you know, I don't know if on this shoot if you're going to have. I guess you're going to have a reference monitor of some kind, but you'll need to load a lot on that. You'll start looking at it a particular way. So, you know, the log-encoded files actually have a particular, um, you know, that they'll look appealing to some degree um, in Rec. 709, and you know whether or not you're getting that exposure right. So that was really kind of thanks for allowing me to uh, engage with you in that process. We had we had great fun when you brought over the test shots here. I think we all learned quite a bit about that. What yes. was your takeaway from your from your test? Yes, well, you know, it was interesting. The the biggest thing that I walked away from with that test was realizing. Um, I feel like now more than ever, the the way that you expose a, a camera like the F fifty five or anything anything else that's so extremely light sensitive now and working in a logarithmic color space, that exposure is going to affect the texture of, of the image in the final product. And so now the more than ever, you can really dial in how much, like what you want it to feel like when you're looking at it up on the big screen. And it made me realize, well, okay, if we go, you've got a huge latitude in that image. So we always know we're going to have an image, right? But now we're sort of getting to the point where we're crafting it a little bit finer. And um, now it's more like, okay, so what do I want those skin tones to feel like? Because if I expose that raw image a little brighter, their faces are going to look one way when we bring the color in. And if I expose those faces a little darker, they're going to look another way. And maybe the the noise is going to be felt a little bit more. And maybe that's something that really works with the tone of the movie or maybe it's not and we want something that's a little bit cleaner so it, it, it's mirroring the way that you would expose a negative image in a very similar way 
Well, it's really part and parcel to what we wanted to do in this interview. I mean, because what you do on the shoot relates so directly to what I end up either having to work with or to fix, depending on how I get shot. Absolutely. So I was going to propose something here to see what you, if you agree or not, I think you do to some degree because we talked about it, but do you think there's overall, there's a lack of awareness or cross conversation slash collaboration that's occurring in the development of stories and productions? Now, this is mainly in the indie market now. We're not talking about in Hollywood, but in the indie market and all these indie films you're working on, what's what's your take on that? I think so. I think that there's a there's a tendency for people to find a few things to fixate on, and a lot of times those things are something that's within reach, right? So, yeah. so right now a lot of people fixate on your camera that you can shoot on, and that's all they think about. They don't start to take into the other implications of what that's going to mean in terms of like, well, wait a second, now we need to budget for a lot more hard drives than we had before. And that's going to take up a significant amount of a budget if it's if it's small. And they, I think people really focus on, well, we just got to make it. And then we can sort of put the movie together. And, and it's important to realize that it's the whole, the whole pro it's not just you go in and shoot and you're done. Right. The whole process is, is step by step. And you need to keep every part of that process in mind as you're moving forward or, or you can lose the vision. But I also think to some degree, as I've been saying, there's a bit of legacy thinking that goes on that color was always way too expensive to begin with. Mm-hmm. And, and even if it was something you could afford, you tended to only, you, your thought process would have, would have made you think, I'll, I'll deal with that at the end. And I'm beginning to see as I speak to more, like I told you earlier, I had a conversation with Carrie Perkins in custom design, is there are no conversations that are going on, or very few, mm-hmm. especially in the indie market. And she indicates in general, uh, in this in 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 at least around in the Austin area. And and there's it's not so much a problem, I think, as it is an opportunity. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I think there's a bit of catch up being played right here because Ten years ago, color was a hugely expensive part Insanely. of the process. It and was. Yeah. but not not just that it was. Exp- I mean, because you were paying to go to a house, so t- to a that. full post house, <laughs> you know, and yeah. and and that's something that only a bigger budget movie is going to deal with. Right. These smaller indie movies, they just can't afford it, so they just can't deal with it. And what I've noticed lately is. I'm seeing, I don't want to call it the fall of the post house, but I, there is definitely a bit of a, of a disintegration where you don't just go to one place where that's going to do all of the post facilities there. I think more and more just like independent films are becoming more and more popular, more and more smaller projects are being made and they're picking up distribution and they're being seen and they're getting huge fan bases and people they're still great movies you see the the colorist setting up his own suite or her suite and you see the editor setting up their own and now it's and now it's becoming almost a bit of a smaller boutique thing and so those those independent filmmakers 
when people are sitting there thinking like, well, we're never going to be able to go to afford that, that post house. Now they need to catch back up and say, all right, we're making this movie within our small community and we can't leave out some very key pieces in that community. So it's all sort of, it's coming back together as a, as a group now. Yeah. Yeah. I could feel that in your conversation with your team that came over here to see the images projected and all that on bigger screen. It was, it was, uh, it, uh, I felt like I was part of the group, part of the conversation early on. I was actually quite thankful. Do you, here's, here's a, is a, is a thought. Do you think to some degree this, um, fall of the post house or this this um you know there's certainly been a huge drop or fall in price and gear in general mm-hmm. you know and there's there's a there's been a drop in in how much people are willing to spend on production so there's this rush to just get on with the production mm-hmm. i think that tends to happen do you think this this rush and this and the sort of lack of conversation of the color and emotion and and how the technology was going to impact that is a reason for a lot of mediocrity at this point in time? Well, I don't want to justify mediocrity. I think that it's a reason for there being a significant amount of ignorance (laughs) to the process. Lack of awareness. Yes. I mean, you, and that's something that I think probably came with accessibility. So they gained the accessibility before they had the knowledge. And now that they have the equipment, now they have to actually put their hand on the stove and get burned a little bit for them to realize, okay, the right way to do this is by taking the correct procedures, by talking with the correct people throughout the whole process and and making sure that I'm not totally overlooking an important step. So given we've identified the the issue there, and I'm sure we could we could tell some pretty crazy war stories about <laughs> what's happened. But, you know, I think <laughs> – yes. in fact, I'm sure we could. But, uh, you know, in the end, it's, let's look onward. Let's look forward. And and uh, I'll start out with uh, what are we – what could be done differently now? From a quality of production point of view for, for the independent film market – you know, getting them. I think people just need to talk about it more. Talk about it more. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I'm thinking. I mean, they need to be, they need to be discussing it with each other. That should that should be. When two directors are sitting down talking about a movie, and and one of them brings up, oh, I really want to shoot my movie on the Alexa. Well, the next question should be, well, I I really need to sit down and and think about how this movie's going to be colored. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's, and that's the thing is, I guess. Because we're we're very we're very visual um, breed, and that is something that's not you know that's it's it's not actually attached to the camera. It's and a lot of times it's not even there on set. I mean, more and more, I think that producers are trying to cut corners. So there used to be a time when you would have someone on set coloring the LUTs, and I, I had a conversation with. Um, Darren Genet, who at the time was was uh, one of the cinematographers on CSI Miami. And he was mentioning that what they're trying to do is not have the, the extra person on set to save money on the day rate of having that extra person on set who was coloring sort of the dailies. Yeah, right. 
And what that did was it turned around and, and put him in the color suite an extra day and a half. Because <laughs> somebody had to transfer the... <laughs> exactly. So that, that money is still going to be spent right. one way or the other. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, and it, uh, unfortunately, I think the solution to that is is through knowledge and experience. Yeah, and enough. and and learning from your mistakes, right? And realizing, and 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 um, you know, I think that communication is a difficult thing, and the the best directors I've ever worked with had such a clear idea of who needed what information from them in order to do their job well. And it's when people do not receive that information that things aren't happening and things start to sort of like swirl around a little bit. And um, it's a very tough position to be in because it's that's it's a very intelligent person who can sit down and and look at a team of people and and start to realize you need this information from me in order for you to 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 create these ty- these types of costumes that I want or you're going to need this information you know and and the best and I mean the, the best thing to do is just be talking about it start conversations about it and yeah. start a start a a database of references from which everybody can pull from and then from there, that starts to spark ideas within everybody around them. And this collaborative process starts to bubble and brew and new things are come out of it that maybe no one ever saw. So how do we get everybody to talk about it more when we live in a society where people are talking less and less? Yeah. Well, um, Carrie Perkins was saying earlier that uh, what she's noticed in the last few years is just a insane rush for for sitting down and getting on with the logistics. Yeah. And uh, one of the suggestions she was uh, has said, and we'll probably elaborate more on her show, was it's just, well, what's that look like? And, 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 and fundamentally, it's just what you say. It's like, well, let's have some conversations before then, mm-hmm. um, not about the logistics, um, but about how I, we're going to capture the emotion yeah. and the tone and the color which influences that and yes we may talk a little bit about cameras and let's because you know that has an impact on the end result of the color and all but but what you know what can we put our hands on and talk about collectively and listen to one another yeah talk about ideas ideas inspirations intangible things yeah right. you know um uh, and 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 then well because everyone you know is also even professionally speaking is at some point in their curve of learning. Mm-hmm. And there is an insane amount of new stuff that's coming out in everybody's profession. I mean, unless you're, you know, in my particular case, like I say, you're one of the colorists at Company 3 and you're just doing one blockbuster film after mm-hmm. another, you know, maybe there's some sort of pat ways in which you handle, you know, orange and teal and this and that and, you know, separating out people's faces from the background and all that. Of course, on those kind of films, you know, you tend to get, you know, production set designers and costume designers that know that you've got to have color contrast mm-hmm. <laughs> from the get-go. Oh, but I feel like with, with but every... the independents, no. Yeah. Yeah. But even on that scale up at the top, with, with every development, There's births new, new ideas. Right. 
right? So so you have colorist at Technicolor who start developing the skills to smooth out people's faces. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, someone comes up with an idea to make Benjamin Buttons. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay, wait a second. So we can, could, could we... Could we actually do it this far? Could we yeah. take it this far? And they're like, well, let's try it and see and see what happens. So, I, I think we'll see a similar learning curve coming on higher frame rates. Mm. That's a that's, that's an interesting area. topic in debate. Yeah, yes. there is. There's. Uh, um, I was just listening to a podcast about it at uh, not talking not necessarily forty eight. Seventy two, right? Seventy two. That's, that's what my my teacher and mentor uh, Robert Primes, Bob Primes. The cinematographer ASC. Um, he did tests on that very topic years ago, and he was the one who first looked at me and said, "It's going to be 72. It's not going to be 48." Yeah, that's right. That's what I just heard. Just listening to a podcast on that, and 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 it, it completely impacts the feel of the story. Mm-hmm. In a very unique way. Well, okay, before we get off on, on that tangent, maybe mm-hmm. we'll save that for another conversation. Thank you very much for being on the show with me today. Thank you so much for having me. This has been delightful. All right, and how could people get in touch with you later if they wanted to do that? Oh, well, they are welcome to go to my website, www.eliannefenton.com. You can see samples of my work. You can get in contact with me that way. Um, feel free to email me if you ever have any thoughts or questions about color or the process of um, the cinematography art form and maybe we can start another good conversation great all right all right thank you for listening to color talk if you have any questions about this podcast or you have any ideas for topics on colors let me know at tom at tomparish.com color talk it's in itunes be sure to subscribe and get your latest show there or i'll tell you a secret i post in soundcloud first intent Many thanks to Jenny Meadows at MyCopyEditor.com for the faithfully kind and accurate copy editing, and Sunish Sebastian for the amazing use of 100% organic, gluten-free SEO tags to help make TomParish.com visible in the search engines. Until next time, ABC, always be learning.